Welcome to the Journey Church Podcast. We hope that this message will challenge you and encourage you on your journey of faith. If you would like to learn more about Journey Church, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and online at thejourneychurch.cc. Now enjoy the message. It has been a while, guys. It's been, uh, um, what, six weeks since I've actually been able to preach. And I say this every time that I go a while without preaching. I have, like, so many things I could talk about, but I... I am able to narrow it down because it's what the Lord's been showing me for over six weeks. (laughs) I think I was getting it before our last series started. And I really did think that when we laid our calendar out, this week was supposed to be a guest speaker, guys. I wasn't supposed to be preaching. And um, not God didn't call sickness. Don't hear what I'm not saying. But but I had a, a message that I was like, you know what? Before we go on our Advent series, I'll have an opportunity to share this message. Because like I said, it's been going on for six weeks in my heart and in my head. And unpacking, what is it, Lord, that you're trying to show me? And I was sitting with Pastor Chris, I think, two weeks ago. And I was like, all right, so there's this week. And then there's a week before Advent starts, right? And he was like, No. And I was like, that means I got to wait to the new year to share the message that I believe is for right now. How am I going to hold on to this? And so the door opened because of an unexpected illness. I am able to share with you what the Lord's been showing me. And hopefully it is something that will um, encourage you guys today as well or be some type of helpful insight to something that you are going through. You see, I've had this song that I've been listening to, and it has been stuck in my head, and I have not been able to get it out, and I've sent it to my husband. And you guys all know, if you're on the worship team and you send a song to him, what's he going to do with it? Nothing. Nothing. He's not going to listen to it. And so I sent it to him, and I was like, man, this is such a great song. We need to, like, add it. We need to add it into the rotation. We need to, like, do something with the song. And I didn't. I didn't hear back from him, so I was like, dang, maybe it's not that good, or maybe he just didn't listen to it, and so the other day, I was like, dude, can you just listen to this? Could y'all, like, make this happen this weekend? A little last minute, I think he listened to it, okay, because he was like, um, yeah, I don't know about that, and so, so I believe he listened to it, but since we can't, like, actually play the song because then we have to cut this part of the service out. And you guys all know I've told you I don't sing out loud to you guys, to myself in the shower. My daughter asked me this morning, so, Mom, when you were younger, could you sing really good? Because I was in the bathroom and singing, and she was getting ready, and I was getting ready. I said, well, babe, I've never really been able to sing really good. To me, it's good, and I'll do it in, in this area, but I just don't have, like, that tune for singing. She was like, so you just couldn't sing, right? No, no, I just could not sing. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read these words, not, not every word, because there's a lot of oohs and oohs and all that stuff. I'm not going to read all of the words, but I want to read you this song because this is what has been the pivotal, pivotal thing that has launched me into this message this week. It says, your voice is a burning bush. Your voice is a million things. Your voice is the sound of thundering hooves. Your voice is hummingbirds' wings. And I don't want to miss it. I don't want to miss a thing. 
So I climbed up in a sycamore tree because I don't want to miss a thing. I don't want to miss it. I don't want to miss a thing. I don't want to miss the melody that you've been singing over me. Yeah, you've been singing all around me. Your touch is the warmth of sun. Your touch is the lingering kind. I'm a child reaching up. Put your hand in mine. Swing me around. I want to fly. And I don't want to miss it. I don't want to miss a thing. So I climbed up in a sycamore tree because I don't want to miss a thing. I don't want to miss it. I don't want to miss a thing. I don't want to miss the melody that you've been singing over me. Yeah, you've been singing all around me. And then it goes in and it says, I breathe in. I love you. I breathe out. I love you. And then you jump down a little bit and it says, no, I don't want to miss it. I don't want to miss a thing. So I climbed up in a sycamore tree because I don't want to miss one thing. Like I said, I'm not singing every word to this song, but I gave you the ones that get the point across for this morning. And if you want to go listen to it later today, you can go on Spotify or wherever you listen to music. It's called I Don't Want to Miss It. And um, you, I'm not sure the author. I should have probably wrote that in here. I'm not sure who wrote it. But go listen to it. Um, and I, this is the theme uh, in this song is what caught me. And I've been singing it over and over and over again because I find myself in a place where it's like, God, I don't want to miss a thing that you're trying to show me. I don't want to miss a thing that you're trying to speak to me. But what does that look like? What does that look like for me? You see, um, I believe that I have to calm myself enough at times to be able to see the burning bush like it says in the song, your voice is a burning bush. We see that through Moses, that he stopped for a burning bush. How many of us are going to see a bush and stop? We won't. We'll just be like, oh, something's on fire. You know, maybe we'll try and burn it, like uh, throw some water on it, make it go out. Right. We'll throw some water on it and be like, oh, let's let's get this to let's get this to go out. Right. But we won't often think of those abnormal things that we see in life of being where we're going to find the voice of God, where we're going to hear something or see something that God has for us. But we see Moses did. We see that he stopped and he took notice. He reimagined what he was seeing and what he was hearing because it meant something. But often we rush past that. I rush past that. I rush past what God's saying and what he's trying to reveal to me. The song said, your voice is, a, is the hummingbird's wings. Have you seen hummingbirds? They're so cool. They're like, they are just the coolest little birds. Yes. And it's like they have like no little feet or anything that you can see. They're just like these little, they're so cute. Okay. But to hear them. To hear their wings, you must tune in. You must be quiet enough in the rushing around of life to hear the wings of a hummingbird, correct? That's, that is what it's saying. It's like your voice, God, is the hummingbird's wings. Because there are times where we have to be calm enough and block out the noise of the crowd to hear what it is he's trying to say. Because he's always speaking He's always reaching out for us. He's always chasing after us. It says his grace runs after us. He's always pursuing. Are we willing to hear that still small voice that he's actually speaking to us at times? You see, the thing that really stuck out to me, though, in 
It's the climbing up in the sycamore tree. I will say that a million times while I'm walking through the day. That's the verse that sticks out to me. So I don't want to miss a thing. I'll climb up in a sycamore tree because I don't want to miss one thing. And I think it's odd, for one, because I'm not climbing trees, guys. I'm not climbing a tree. I'm too old. I don't want to get hurt and fall. Because that's a, that's a real thing. Like, I have literally tried to climb a tree at a ladies' retreat. One that, I don't even know why I'm sharing this. We were at, like, this hammock place, and we were just all, I don't know, what we were being stupid. And I tried to climb a tree, okay? And I slid, and I really jacked my leg up because the bark of the tree and me didn't get along, okay? So I'm not climbing trees because I don't want to get hurt. I don't want to fall, and I don't want to look dumb. Just plain and simple. I have another story. I wish I would have brought the picture because my son climbed a tree one time, my middle one. Um, And we had told him not to. Maybe he needed this song because we needed this song back then because he was climbing for something. He had climbed this tree, and he fell, like, upside down. And when we looked out, we just see him hanging upside down, and he's only being held on by a piece of his pants while a lot more is hanging out that we were able to see. And so like great parents that we are, Chris grabbed his phone (laughs) and snapped a picture really quick to get a document of this is what really happened so that he never forgets, hey, we told you not to, but you did, but we're going to get a picture of it real quick. So he was willing to climb a tree. I am not. But I could that be the very thing that is holding me back as I'm not willing to climb the tree? Could it be the very thing that's holding you back is because you're not willing to climb that tree to see something that God has for us that's beyond what we can see right here? Because it's really hard at times, guys, to see right here in front of us, right? It's really hard to say, you know what? I got hope in this season. I got peace in this season. I got joy in this season. All of those things because we look around us and we're like, "Uh uh-uh, I don't feel it. I don't see it. So where? It's up in the sycamore tree. So I want us to reimagine. That's the name of the message this morning is to reimagine. There's a story about Zacchaeus in the Bible when he climbed up in the sycamore tree to see Jesus. And I want us to reimagine this story a little bit today as we unpack this. But I'm going to read it for you in Luke 19, 1 through 10. It says, Jesus entered Jericho and made his way through the town. There was a man named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector in the region, and he had become very rich. Remember that. He had become very rich. He tried to get He tried to get a look at Jesus, but he was too short to see over the crowd. That's where I find myself at often. Not only because I'm literally short and my kids remind me every week, Mom, you're really short. But that's where I find myself sometimes in life is I feel like I can't see over the crowd because I'm just too short. Not in the physical, okay, but spiritually short at times. He was a short man. And he couldn't see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree beside the road. For Jesus was coming to pass that way. When Jesus came by, he looked at Zacchaeus and called him by his name. Zacchaeus, he said, quick, come down. I must be a guest in your home today. When 
I'm sorry. Zacchaeus quickly climbed down and took Jesus to his house in great excitement and joy. But the people were displeased. He has gone to be with to be the guest of a notorious sinner. They grumbled. Meanwhile, Zacchaeus stood there and stood there before the Lord and said, I will give half my wealth to the poor Lord. And if I have cheated people on their taxes, which he had, I will give them back four times as much. Jesus responded, salvation has come to this house today, for this man has shown himself to be true, a true son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and save those who are lost. You see, we see this short guy that was not cared for because he was a tax collector. He was not, no one was fond of him. But that he wanted to see Jesus so bad for himself that this short man climbed up into a tree to see the man that everyone was talking about. He climbed in a tree. If we have a picture of, of a tree, a sycamore tree. There's so many different versions of a sycamore tree, but this is the best we could do. And, guys, you heard my story. I would fall out of that. So if I'm short, he could have been shorter than me because I'm considered below average for a female. Um, I would fall out of that tree. But this man went, and he's a short guy. He is not, no one's fond of him. No one really likes him. And he did not allow the limitations about his height or who he was to limit him from seeing Jesus, from seeing the man everyone was talking about. He didn't care what they would think of him, what they would say about him, how much they would stare at him. He just moved. He reimagined what he needed to do. Instead of being limited by his height or his role or the things that would be said, he reimagined what he needed to do. I'm going to get up in this tree because I want to see what this, this Jesus is all about. Some of us today need to think or take time, sorry. Some of us need to take time and think about what we may be missing because we aren't willing to reimagine. We're not willing to reimagine what we need to get past, what we need to see past to actually walk in what God has for us. You see, our current situation sometimes is hard. I don't, don't hear what I'm not saying because life is busy and life is hard at times. You see, life is full of ups and downs. It's full of us having hurts and having healings. It's full of fears, but it's full of victory as well. And sometimes we have to remember that. Sometimes we have to remember, we have to reimagine what God has for us. And that takes us climbing sometimes into a tree to see past our current situation. And when Zacchaeus did this, you want to know who benefited? Not just him, but it says his whole household was saved. It's not just about us. What we see and how we reimagine our stories, it's not just about us. It's about our whole household. It's about the people you work with. It's about your children. And it's more than just about your children. It's about your children's children. Like that song says, the, the blessing, right? Where it talks about your children and their children and their children. Us reimagining for a moment 
His goodness and what he has for us beyond the current spot we find ourselves in. This man was a short man. He was a tax collector. He was not fond or found fond by many people. But he made one choice. I preached about that not long ago. He made one choice in that moment to say, you know what? I'm getting in the tree because I want to see what he's about. I want to see what he is about. You see, I was going to chew on a cough drop while I was up here, but I decided not to do that because it might fall out of my mouth while I'm talking to you. (laughs) That would be funny. (laughs) I heard a pastor say earlier this week, maybe it was last week, he said, when you're on the mountaintop and you look across all above you, what do you normally see? Mountaintop after mountaintop after mountaintop. But we forget that when you're on the mountaintop, to get to the other mountaintop, where do you got to travel? Through the valley. And so on that mountaintop, remember, I need you to remember to reimagine your situation because you will end back up. You will end up on a mountaintop again. If you find yourself in a valley right now, you remember you're climbing that tree and you will be back on a mountaintop. It's using the imagination and the, the, the creativity that the God of the universe gave us that we have to see past where we're at. You see, right now we're in this process. Did I write that down? I did. Make sure I wasn't jumping ahead. I have been reimagining my kitchen, y'all, <laughs> since before I committed to buying this house. I have been reimagining my kitchen. Mess happened, and it's been stuck. And Paul's, where half the wallpaper was pulled off, and it was just a mess. Like, we bought the stove, we bought the fridge, and we bought the microwave that would fit into the reimagined kitchen. But for over a year, my microwave has been on top of my fridge, where we little me, below average female, 5'2", cannot reach it barely. So I could use a step stool, but I don't have one of those. So we literally just go bring a chair from the dining room into the kitchen, and then, you know, we just make it really hard on ourselves. But I've been reimagining this kitchen since before we bought this house, guys. And I can see that it's going to be great. But there's moments where I get frustrated because I don't see great. I see ugly green. Some people love green. No, no shade to you if you love green. I love green, certain shades of green. I love green and limited doses of green. This is not limited doses, and it's overwhelming to me. And so it's been a while of looking at it. But, guys, I have a praise. We're in the process of climbing our tree right now because we have taken doors off, though it's a mess in there. We have taken doors off the cabinets. We have pulled almost all of the wallpaper off of my walls in there, and we are patching it, and we are getting it ready to be able to see what it's supposed to look like from what I've been reimagining for over a year. It takes time in situations sometimes. This is like a super trivial thing. Not throwing, like, saying that there's not hardships that you're going through. Because it's going to be bigger things that you need to reimagine. Maybe it's your health. You can't see past the doctor's diagnosis that you've given you, that he's given you, or she's given you. And you've got to say, you know what? No, I'm going to see myself healthy and whole. I'm going to see myself doing the things I want to do. That's how we get to a place in our life where we're able to say, you know what? I did it. 
It's starting with the small things, being able to reimagine. I'm able to reimagine my kitchen so that when it's there, I'm like, you know what? I saw it. I saw it all along. If it's your health and you get to that place of victory, you are able to say, I reimagined it. I saw it. For me, my health journey has constantly been seeing in the future, seeing myself healthy and whole, seeing numbers meet the, the standard that says normal range. I've had to process that and reimagine not the negative, not the death that life tries to speak over you, but the life that God has spoken over me. You see, as we approach the most exciting for some of us, maybe the most challenging season of the year, the holiday time, we have to be able to reimagine this season even before we go into our Advent series, which starts next week, even before the holidays hit. Start reimagining what your holidays are going to look like. You see, the Advent series starts next week. This is kind of like the prequel to that, okay? Because I have some of that stuff in this message, but I'm not going down that path. You see, We're going into this week of Thanksgiving where a lot of us are focused on all the things we can be thankful for. You may be excited because you get time off from work. You might not be so excited because you don't get no time off from work. But we're entering a time of Thanksgiving. And some of us, it's hard to be thankful. I get it. I get it. Some of us are spending time with family this next week, and that fills us up. Y'all are quiet this morning. Do y'all love your families? (laughs) do you even love them? Some of us get excited because everybody's coming over or we're going to their home and we're like, this fills me up. This is my favorite time of year. But for some of us, you will try everything you can to spend as little time as possible with your family. It's real. It's real. Then as soon as Thanksgiving passes, we go straight into the busyness and the craziness and the striving for Christmas. And sometimes we completely miss the season because we get wrapped up in the stress. We get wrapped up in making sure we've bought everything we need to buy with all the greed that may be going on. Maybe you enter the season with grief that you've not processed yet. Maybe it's pain that you've not processed yet. But we can't go past it if we don't reimagine what it, what it is that God has for us. We have to be able to reimagine, even in those moments of grief, pain, and, and maybe it's a stress that we've put on ourselves, to not be the worst version of ourselves. Because it's easy to get there sometimes. And I want to encourage you guys, just like I'm going to encourage myself today, is I don't want to miss it. I don't want to miss the moments that I need to be cherishing because life is just way too short to miss it. There is too much goodness in life to miss it, guys. We don't have to miss the moments with our family and friends. We don't have to miss the season that's supposed to be filled with hope and anticipation of the birth of Christ. Supposed to be. It's it's the peace that we should be able to enjoy because of the hope that we have in Christ. We can embrace the love that God has for us and walk the season out fully seeing everything that he has for us. You see how I just encompassed all four weeks of Advent right there as we walk into this week? We can walk in peace and hope and love and joy throughout this season before we even get to Thursday. 
week in. So I know there's this question that you probably are thinking, then how? How do I get there? Good question, because I've been asking God that for weeks now, too. At times, I've been like, God, how? How do I get to the place of being at peace? Because I don't feel it all the time. I don't feel it. How do I get to a place of hope? Because I don't feel it all the time. How do I love when I don't feel like loving? And how do I have joy in every circumstance when these circumstances don't look good? How, God? And I'm going to share with you what he shared with me. And I'm not saying I've got it figured out. Don't hear that. Because literally, he's just giving this all to me. Because like I said, I've been asking this very question at times. Throughout weeks, there's been weeks I've asked it, and there's just been days I've asked it. Because for me, this time of year is not my favorite time of year. I don't like cold. Pastor Chris loves cold. I do not like cold weather. I hate it. Like, really hate it. I don't like that the sun goes down at 5 p.m. My kids don't go to bed till 8.30, 9 o'clock, and I feel like I need a nap just to get to that point, and I'm a late-night person. I just need a nap just to be able to have my time in the evening. I don't like that. I deal with the, the like, gloom of the season sometimes because the way life was when I was younger, when family was all around, and we used to do all these things, and each holiday was predictable. I knew what I was going to do. And now that things have changed within families and we've had passings happen and families just don't look the way they used to, it's, it's hard sometimes. It's a thing that we have, to, we have to reimagine for ourselves. We've had to go through seasons of reimagining our holidays because they haven't looked like they used to look. The season might not look like it used to look. What you're walking through might not look like you thought it should have looked. But we have a choice to make And we can reimagine that. We can take a chance and climb up into that tree despite the fear of falling, despite the the shame that maybe people maybe put on us because of what they call us. We can do it. I can do it, and you can do it. Like I said, I've been asking God this question, how to see past the season and get to a place of hope, peace, love, and joy again, which is funny like I said, because we're getting ready to go into that series. But the song that I read to you has been hitting me over and over again. And then as I was talking with a friend a few weeks ago, she kept using this word. She's like, God keeps putting this word in my heart, and it's called imagine. And she's like, God, I imagine plenty of things. I'm able to have a great imagination. And she's like, God was like, no, I need you to imagine more, like bigger and better for yourself and for others. And, and as she was saying that, it hit me that, that what God was trying to show me through her conversation with me is that he wants me to be able to reimagine my own life. Because like all of us, sometimes we have things that we're like, this is the way it's going to be and this is how it's going to look. And then all of a sudden something happens. You're like, hold up. That wasn't a part of the plan. Where do we go now? That's where we reimagine. What is it supposed to look like now? I need to see past stuff. Maybe you need to see past some stuff, like Zacchaeus did. He needed to see past the crowds of people to see Jesus. What is it today 
that you need to see past? What is it that you need to see past today? As I was processing this all out, I went back to the song, like I said, again and again, and God showed me how to do it. And he said, reimagine. That's what I heard. That's all I heard is reimagine. And so, you see, I don't want to be stuck in situations because it's easy. You get stuck there, and it's just like a hamster wheel. And that looks silly. Have you ever seen the hamsters running on the wheel? They look really silly. It's quite funny because you're like, man, you are going so fast for nothing. For nothing. You're not chasing nothing. You're not getting nowhere. You're just on the hamster wheel of nothingness. Right? It's hard for me to do cardio, too, because I get so bored. I'm like, I'm not getting nowhere. Like, put me in a race, and I'm going to race. I'm going to go somewhere. I'm going to get somewhere. But you just get on this, like, hamster wheel, this treadmill, like you said, where you go nowhere, and you're at this pace, and you're, like, killing yourself. And you're going and going and going, and nothing is changing. You got to get off. We have to get off of that. Um, hold on. Let me make sure I'm in the right spot before I jump ahead of myself. You see, imagination is the ability to see what is unseen. The ability to see what is unseen. This is a powerful, powerful gift from God, guys. First off, we've been created by the God who saw before we ever were created. He saw all of it before he spoke it. That's a creative creator. And who are we in the image of? The creative creator. So we can use our imaginations. We just have to tap into them. Learning how to use your imagination correctly is vital to all of our walks with the Lord. I read this um, prayer that Paul prayed over the church of Ephesus. And I want to read it to you because I believe that this is a prayer that we can take for ourselves. And we can know that this is what God wants for us. And uh, Ephesians 1, 15 through 20, it says, Ever since I first heard of your strong faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for God's people everywhere, I have not stopped thanking God for you. I pray for you constantly, asking God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to give you spiritual wisdom. I pray that over each and every one of you, that he will give you spiritual wisdom in this day. And insight so that you might grow in your knowledge of God. We all need insight. We all need that insight from the Lord so we can grow in our understanding of his goodness. I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope he has given you or given to those he has called, his holy people who are rich and glorious inheritance. I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us, his great power for us who believe in him. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in heavenly realms. We have the power of Christ in us, guys. When we read that scripture, when I read that scripture, it makes me want to jump. I'm not jumping up here. It makes me want to jump because I'm like, hold on. I have that authority. I have that power. I can see past right now. Jesus did this to the T. He saw past where he was at. He saw past that cross, past being beaten, past being betrayed, Past being talked about, he saw past all of it because he knew 
how good his father was. He knew how good his father was. I read this statement somewhere online, and I can't quote it because I don't remember where it was at. And I, I read a lot of stuff, but it says, imagination invites us to breathe. Breathe. It invites us to dream and to be fully present to the wonder of it all. It helps us breathe, dream, and be fully present. That's where I want to be. That's where I want to be this season. So a few steps to get to the place of reimagining this season is rest. I'm, I'm going to be closing up in a sh- shortly. Not yet. <clears throat> That's not my signal to come up is rest. You see, our brains can become overstimulated. And we cannot get to a place of seeing beyond the here and now while we're awake at least without rest. We must allow our minds to rest from all of the mess that's going around, all of the things that we've got to do to be able to reimagine what God has for us. Matthew 11, 28 and 29 says, then Jesus said, come to me, all who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. You see, go to the only one that can give you rest or a reset that you need to allow your mind to get to a place where you are able to reimagine and use that creativeness that God has given you. Rest. Next is seek. Matthew 6, says, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. You see, I think when we hear this word seek, sometimes we equate it to works. But I want you to not do that right now. I want you to not think about what you've got to do in seeking him. You see, for me, when I look at this word, what I see is remembering his love, remembering his promises. I want to seek after what his love looks like. I want to seek after the promises that he has given me to stand on. And I want to I read 1 Corinthians 13, 4, because this is what seeking looks like to me. Seeking is love is patient and kind. I want to seek after his patience and kindness to understand it for myself, to be able to give it to others. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable, and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices when the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. You see, these verses to me describe the kingdom of God that I seek to be a part of. That's the kingdom I seek to be a part of, the kingdom that shows love in all of those ways, where I can show love in all of those ways, because we are the kingdom on earth. We are who God's called to be his hands and feet. And so we are the ones who get to seek him, to better understand his love, to give it to others, to give them the hope, the peace, the joy, and the love that they need to get through hard seasons. I heard a pastor quote the other day, and I can't even quote him because I think I'm probably going to butcher the quote, and I don't want to butcher someone else's quote, so I'm just going to say it. It was someone else. It says, it's not that we are working to be righteous, 
because we already are righteous, right, guys? We're already righteous in Christ. We are working to live righteously. You see, my identity is, is already in Christ. I'm already righteous. I'm already in right standing with God. Already in right standing with God. That's good news, y'all. That is some good news that you don't have to do anything and working and striving and trying to aim to be perfect, you're in right standing with him. He loves you. But my seeking the kingdom of God will help me live righteously, which is my goal, is to live righteously. You see, my rest will lead me to a place of seeking, which will lead or which will help me understand this level of love that will activate my imagination to be in a place to reimagine my very own future. I'm going to say that again. My rest will lead me to a place of seeking, which will help me understand this level of love that will activate my imagination to be in a place to reimagine my future. So the third thing was activate. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, faith shows the reality of what we hope for, and it is the evidence of things we cannot see. Genesis 1.1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Like I said, God is the, the originator of creativity. He made us, us. When you look at who you are and what he has done and created, you are just, you will marvel at the, the creativeness God has. Colossians 3, 1-4 through 4 says, since you have been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. For you died to this life and your life, your real life is hidden with Christ and God. And when Christ, who is your life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in all of his glory. We have to participate in activating our imagination. We have to participate. We have to, to rest. We have to seek, and we have to activate. You see, this is a place that I don't want to miss. Like the song says, I don't want to miss a thing. It's not about how much you're going to do, how many gifts you're going to buy, how many people that you're going to, like, buy gifts for and give them gifts. It's not about the things that you're going to do. It's about what you're willing to just be. Are you willing to just be with the Lord, to seek and understand his love for you and activate your mind enough to be able to see past whatever season you may find yourself in, to see the goodness of God for your life? I'm getting ready to wrap up so you can head up. You see, reimagining, guys, is an ongoing process. It's ongoing and continuous it's an activity of reflection and choice. To reimagine is an activity of reflection and choice. Rearranging our priorities and reframing our vision of a good life. Because sometimes you got to reframe it because it might not look like you thought it would. So let's not miss what God's trying to show us in this season. Let's be in tune to the, the quietness of maybe the hummingbird's wings. Let's be on the lookout for that burning bush that may be where the Lord's trying to show up for you. Let's not miss the little things in life during this season because we get so busy. Let's reimagine this season as we go into the Advent time where we can experience real hope 
real peace, real joy, and real love in our own lives. God, I thank you for this morning. I thank you for what you're doing in us and through us. I thank you that you have given us a a mind that is creative to be able to see past the valley we may find ourselves in and to have the hope when we're on the mountaintop that even when we find ourselves in a valley, we know, we know without a shadow of a doubt that the mountaintop is not far off. And I thank you for that. And I thank you for an amazing day over each person. In Jesus' name, amen.